You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God, and how we can know with a surety that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Recovering Faith Podcast. Uh, today's episode, we have a special guest, Paul Stearns, who uh, I actually go to church with Paul, and um, a while back at one of these, uh, sometimes our church has these uh, men's breakfast about once a quarter, or at least we did, and uh, I had heard Paul talking to uh, to our pastor about his uh, life before Christianity and what brought him to Christianity, and I thought, you know, because this podcast is really about what difference Christ makes in our life, I thought he would be an absolute great guest to have on the podcast, and so I asked him, and he graciously agreed. So, Paul, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Gene. Thanks for inviting me. I'm certainly glad to have you. Uh, so basically today I wanted to ask you uh, um, a little bit about your up your upbringing and what brought you to Christianity and so forth and so on. Uh, so to start, uh, why, were you raised in a Christian home? No, I wasn't. I, I was raised in a home, uh, what you would call a Eastern Christmas <laughs> Christian home. You know, two times a year we, we went to church. So, uh, you know, I grew up uh, really not believing in anything and went to a school and, and they had started teaching evolution pretty much as fact and and uh so i i grew up and i i had no moral foundation at all and so uh so growing up without christianity i guess that had to affect the way you viewed life yeah i mean um there was no no consequences for what what you did there because there was no moral judge. I mean, you basically made up your own rules. Uh, you know, if you don't believe uh, in a, in God, then you become your own God and you decide what's right and what's wrong. And that's pretty much what I did. You see a lot of that these days, uh, people worshiping the God of self. Yep. Yeah, it's really sad. Uh, what, um, what made you start believing in, in God? Well... You know, I grew up and, you know, there was still a Christian atmosphere in in America, even though that we we weren't a family that went to church. And it was kind of the whole thought that good people go to heaven, bad people go to hell. And so I kind of, when I started doing bad things, uh, you know, I thought there was no hope. Uh, by the time I, when I was in high school, I I was dealing drugs by my senior year. I was going down uh, at lunchtime uh, to the local pub and drinking at lunch. And and uh, after high school, I ended up going into the, the service. And if anybody's ever been around a, a military town, you know, all around the base, there's prostitution, there's alcohol, and there's drugs. And uh, I was also, I also exposed myself to pornography when I was 
uh, young teenager, and uh, it affected my whole... I saw women as something that was to please me. And, and, uh, and, and so, it, you know, I had the, the pornogra- pornography going, I had the, uh, drinking, I had the drugs. Um, and I, you know, when you start doing bad, you're like, well, I'm already, I'm already going to hell. So why stop now? It was, that's interesting. You know, that was a couple episodes ago. That's one thing that I talked about that a lot of people, and I've been there as well, that think, uh, that think, well, I've already probably gone too far to be saved, so what's the point? Yeah, and, and what happened is that I, uh, I ended up getting, um, dating a girl. I, I grew up in upstate New York, dated a girl, got her pregnant, she had an abortion, and that, that's on me. You know, it's not just the woman that's responsible while I was in California I cheated on her with another girl when I was going out with that girl I was on uh, a Westpac and was I was uh, going out with hookers in the Philippines and and uh, but what happened is when I got out of the military uh, the gal I had gotten pregnant uh, my girlfriend she ended up leaving me and I would drink myself to sleep every night but there was this one lady at my work. I worked at a place called Lawrence Livermore Lab. Uh, they were building, I was helping build uh, control chassis for cyclotron lasers. And this one gal, I would go over, there was something about her. And she just, she was an older lady. And I would go over and I would just talk to her. And what eventually happened was I was living in this uh this apartment paying $750 a month. I mean, this is back in mid eighties and I couldn't even afford to live there. This lady offered to rent me a room out of her house. And she later, later told me that she, the only reason she did it is because the Lord told her to. And, uh, every morning what would happen is she had the Bible on cassette and she would turn the volume up (laughs) And, and I, so I was hearing the gospel, and she kept inviting me to go to church, and I kept telling her, no, no, you know, I don't, don't want to go. And eventually I was like, you know, this lady's been so nice to me. And uh, I stepped in, I, I go, I'll go to church with you this Sunday. And it was one of those experiences where I was in church, and the pastor started talking, and I'm like, he's talking to me. They told him all about me. And, and, you know, and I, and I, I said, you told, you told him, you told this pastor about me, didn't you? No, he didn't know, he doesn't know you from a hill of beans. And it was, it was the Lord that was nailing me and, and just uh, pricking my heart. And for the longest time, I was like, I, I was, I start, so I started going to church and I started listening to uh, Bible teachers on the radio, but I still was like, you know what? The Lord can't forgive me. I've done too much bad. I've done too much wrong. There is no way that God could forgive me. And and, um, and as I as I started reading the Bible more, and as I started listening to some of these pastors on the radio, I, I found out that that people in the Bible, um, people like David, committed adultery and 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 had a man killed. Uh, Peter denied Jesus three times. Uh, Paul was having Christians taken away. Uh, you know, when he was Saul before he became Paul, he was 
having Christians hauled away to jail, ripping families apart. And, and I, I began to see that, that uh, you can never go too far. That, that God loves you, uh, the, the moment you've gone too far is the moment you die without accepting Jesus as your Savior. And, and it took me a long time to realize that, because I, that, that, I was always like, well, he can forgive other people, but he can't forgive me. You know, I didn't, I didn't even realize this until fairly recently, and I don't know why I didn't, but if you're reading the Bible, even up to the very end, even when Jesus was getting arrested, he still even gave Judas a chance to repent. Yeah, he did. And he gave me a second chance because what happened was I got baptized, everything in California, went back home to New York. Um, there was nobody in my family, uh, the old friends I hung out with, nobody wanted to go to church with me. I started going to church in this big church, 3,000 people on a Sunday morning. And I would sit in the back row, and nobody would. I, I, I just got lost to the crowd, and eventually, I, I just walked back into the world. And, and, and what happened was, um, um, I had this guy at work. His name was Gary, and he was a faithful Christian. And he would sit there and, and say, "Hey, you want to come to church with me?" And I would say, well, "I'm a Christian," you know, as I would be drinking my lunch, you know, and and. Uh, and and what happened is I kind of equate it with the book of Job, except for I was a bad example because in the book of Job, God is saying to Satan, saying, saying, check out Job. Well, I was kind of anti-Job. I wasn't a good I wasn't a good witness at all. But in the book of Job, it talks about uh, uh, Satan says I can't touch Job because you have a hedge about him. And I believe what God did to me was he removed that hedge. And I could not sleep for four nights. I couldn't get my heart to slow down. And finally, I found the Bible that that woman that rented me that room in her home had given me when I, uh, when I accepted the Lord in California. And I finally was able to fall asleep uh, clutching that, that Bible. And I believe what happened is God just took that hedge away and, and let Satan at me. And Satan was just reminding me of, of all the terrible things I ever did. Uh, and I had wanted to kill myself. Uh, and uh, I, except for I was too chicken to do it. And, 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 um, and, and so uh, I remember I came into work that Monday morning. The guy who had invited me to go to church with him dozens of times, I grabbed him and I go, when's the next time you're going to be in church? I need to be there. And, and it's been uh, ever since then. I just been it's, that was thirty some odd years ago, and I've been walking with the Lord ever since. So I mean, obviously, um, I know God doesn't you know, like give you money and stuff or believing in Him. But how has how has your life improved since you started? Uh, since you turned your life over to God? Well, one of them sitting next to me on the couch here, my wife, you know, I was, if you looked at my relationships with women before that, it was like a minefield. It was just, it was just disaster after disaster. And, and uh, when I started following him, uh, uh, one of the things he did, he brought me a godly wife. He, he, he's given me uh, uh, great children. Uh, we end up going into the mission field in Mexico for, it's, you know, it was kind of a, Yahoo! Here we go, <laughs> you know, and and uh, and I, none of that would have ever happened if, if uh, uh, I probably wouldn't even be alive now uh, if I hadn't given my heart to the Lord and asked Him to forgive me of my sins. 
it's always it's always great to hear when people have turned their life over to God and uh, I think it's sad that a lot of people they just uh, don't realize that you know they think they've gone too far and they don't think God's love is big enough to uh, for them but God loves all of us and his love is big enough for every one of us yeah I, I think I think that that's a, a big lie from Satan you know that you've gone too far you can never be forgiven for what you've done uh, and knowing as I read the Bible and as I drew closer to God I mean that was the big hindrance for me coming becoming a Christian at first was I was like no way there's no way that God could forgive me for what I've done I've done worse than anybody else and and uh and I read in the Bible where the apostle Paul said hey I'm the chiefest of sinners and yet God turned him into an apostle and and, uh it gave me great hope And, and one of the things I wanted to share with you here today too is I heard something the other day um one of the reasons I wanted to come on this podcast was to be able to give my testimony and a lot of people don't realize that uh, the testimony your testimony is like the uh, one of the best tools in your tool belt for being uh, for witnessing to other people and people may not have like the checkered past that I had with the drugs uh, the alcohol the pornography all that uh, but uh, there's an interesting scripture in Revelation chapter 12, which says that uh, these the saints overcame the accuser, which is Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the power of their testimony. And uh, you know, you can sit there and you can debate people. Uh, I know you had shared with me that you had, uh, for part of the time, you've been in the Mormon church, and and you know, you can sit there and debate back and forth and with people try to do it intellectually and and people will uh you know will will find all kinds of faults with christianity supposedly and the reason is not to believe but the one thing that they cannot refute is a changed life it is is somebody that he hey this person he was a drug addict he was an alcoholic and look at him now what happened what how did he change and, and, and a changed life is the biggest witness that, that uh, uh, you can use to be a, a witness for Christ. You know, sometimes it's not a big thing, but sometimes I like to share. Uh, so for the longest time, because I was kind of so kind of felt jaded, and so I was really kind of, uh, I was really kind of rude to people, and, you know, I was sarcastic with everybody. And, well, um, wasn't too long wasn't too long after I uh, accepted Christ and there was somebody had asked me a really stupid question <laughs> and uh, I gave them a kind and considerate answer and when they left one of my family members he said to me he said, you know, I'm surprised that you didn't say anything uh, snide or condescending. And I said, you know, I am too. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, um, the world will stand up and notice when you're different from the world. Because the world would have responded in kind, you know, rudely back to that person. But uh, when when the world sees you, not act like them they'll start they'll start noticing because you can sit there and talk about Jesus 
but when you start they start seeing you act differently than the rest of the world that's when they'll start watching i like to tell people that you know to be a good example of christ like tell people that sometimes that you are the only bible some people will ever read yeah you know it's also important to go you know we're as christians we're going to blow it every once in a while but you know what's really powerful too is when you go back to somebody and apologize to them Absolutely. and say you know what i am sorry i i blew it i was rude uh um I, you know i have no excuse and and that's different than the world too, is too because a lot of times the world won't apologize uh, you know and, and so that that can be a, a great witness too even when you make a mistake you're talking earlier about Paul you know and one of my favorite verses and his uh, fact one that gave me hope because when I first decided you know there's absolutely is a God but I wasn't sure if he could ever forgive me and spend a lot of time in the Bible especially reading the writings of Paul and one thing I came across um, the exact reference uh, isn't coming to my mind right now but Paul said I was once a blasphemer and a violent man uh, but you showed me mercy because I because I did so in ignorance and unbelief mm-hmm. and, and I was thinking about that and when I used to when I there was a time when I didn't believe I thought it was I guess I thought it was funny to be as blasphemous as possible and now i look back on it and you know when i always say when i look back on that period of my life i'm profoundly ashamed yeah i know i heard something the other day uh too i think i don't know if it was on the radio but i struggle at times you know because the enemy wants to remind me of my past and and um and somebody had said I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for what happened to me in the past. In other words, um, you know, we all make mistakes, and, and the enemy wants to accuse us. But those th- those mistakes are what drove me to the cross. To to you know, it's like it's like one day, it's like snap. My my conscience be- became aware. And I believe it was the Holy Spirit. He just, I, I just, uh, all of a sudden, I just had all this guilt come upon me, and it was like, it wasn't that wasn't the Holy Spirit, but it was the enemy. But, but that's those things, those mistakes I made along the way, made me what I am today. You know, because so many times we say, "Oh man, if I can only change the past, I, I get rid of this, this person that treated me badly, or I get rid of this memory and stuff like this." But those things are what drove me to the cross. It needed to, to ask forgiveness, to, 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 and, and to realize that that I could be forgiven. And and uh, you know, everybody's got a past. It may may not be as checkered as mine, but everybody's got a past. You know, that's true. And the other thing is, too, I mean, I, I would never suggest that God wanted anybody to sin because obviously that's not the case. But no. he knew that you were going to, and he was mm-hmm. able to uh, work that for your good. And But it's not just that. It's also because because of your past and because of the things you've experienced, you can relate to other people, and you can help mm-hmm. them to come to Christ. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, I agree 100. percent You know, um, and, and you're right. God doesn't uh, doesn't cause people to sin, uh, but 
you know, and the thing I wanted to point out too is, you know, we tend to make a hierarchy of sin. Like we'll we'll say, oh, he uh, he did this. That's one of the great sins. And, and, and we tend to look at people. That's why I think Hitler is like so popular because people are like, well, I'm not as bad as Hitler. <laughs> you know, it's, there are very few people who are as bad as Hitler. But, but the, you know, uh, it, what keeps us, will keep us out of heaven is not realizing we're a sinner. Even, even though we may not have been a drug dealer, even though we may not have been uh, involved in pornography, even though we may have not, you know, uh, done this, done that. Uh, you know, every single person, even if you were grown up, brought up in the church, you know, being, being brought up in the church isn't what saves you. What saves you is, is Jesus is realizing, hey, you know what? I can't be good enough I, I, to make it into heaven. Uh, I, you know, because uh, Jesus, you know, he sees what's going on in the inside. He sees what's going on in our thoughts. Uh, and even though on the outside, you see, that's what the Pharisees were good at. On the outside, they all look good. But on the inside, he said, you're full of dead men's bones. Uh, you know, I, and, and so nobody's perfect. And, and being religious isn't what saves you. But what saves you is realizing I need to be forgiven. I've got a, I've got a wicked heart and I need a new heart. And Jesus will give me that new heart if I follow him. And, and that's what he, that's what he did with me. He took out that stony heart, and he put in a fleshy heart. You can ask my wife. Whenever we watch some sappy movie, now I'm over there crying in the corner because because. And I never used to cry. I was brought up when as uh, men don't cry and stuff. But Jesus gave me a new heart. Now I'm a softy. <laughs> yeah, I was brought up that way too. You know, it's thinking though. Um, you know. A lot of people, they somehow seem to have the impression that the Bible doesn't say that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Some people seem to think that some have fall, have sinned and fallen short <laughs> of the glory of God. But that's not the case. It means for it's all have sinned and fallen short. And I always think about that experience, well, that parable that Jesus told where there was a, a Pharisee that went up to the temple and, he's, and he was all proud and smug and said, uh, I'm God, I'm glad that you made me so I'm better than this other man. And where the tax collector went up, and he wouldn't even lift his eyes up to heaven, and he said, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. And Jesus said that he went away justified in rather than the Pharisee. Yep. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One reason is he acknowledged he was a sinner. And the other thing is that he asked for God's help. And where the Pharisee didn't acknowledge his sin and he didn't think he needed help because he thought he had it all in, under control himself yeah i you know i i'm i'm beth and i have uh, several kids we have uh one adopted boy but um you know neither one of us really grew up in the church and uh, we always kind of wondered what it'd be like for our kids uh because uh you know they need to realize you know just because you go to church doesn't mean you're you're uh, a better person than anybody else. You know, uh, you need you still need to be forgiven, uh, and uh, you still need uh, you know uh, even though you have all this knowledge, you still need to have a heart change because it's not about the knowledge, the head knowledge. So it's been kind of an interesting experience. We we now have uh, adult children. <laughs> it's been it's been quite a trial. How old are your kids? 
Uh, we have a 17-year-old still at home. We have a 21-year-old still at home. Uh, we have a 26, 27-year-old uh, down in Mexico. Uh, she's married, and, she, and uh, then we have a 28-year-old uh, adopted son that uh, lives up in Kansas City. And uh, we're real excited because the uh, the son that's up in Kansas City, he, um, he kind of walked away from the Lord. And um, he, he uh, is living with a girl. They've had a child together. But recently, they have started going to church. And I believe they're hearing the truth. And it's starting to to work in their hearts. So we're real excited about uh, about that. Um, and uh, the the one down in Mexico, she uh, she's she went back as a missionary down there, and when she was eighteen, and uh, she's been like a steady Eddie. It's like it's like the Lord took it easy on us. The first one, you know, was just like she just gave her heart to the Lord when she was five, and she's just been walking with him ever since. And and the other ones have just been uh, uh, giving us many gray hairs. <laughs> so. You know, though, the important thing isn't so much when when that you come, it's, it's that, that you do, which is, you know, one of the many things Christ pointed out. I mean, when you talked about a sermon about the, uh, about the laborers where the farmer went out and he hired the first group first thing in the morning, and then later in the day he hired another group, and then later in the day when it was almost done working, he hired a third group, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day he paid them all the same. And so it didn't really matter... It doesn't really matter uh, when you when you came along. What really matters is that you did. Yeah, there's a scripture verse that's really been hitting home for both Beth and I uh, the last couple of years. Uh, it's the one about train up a child of the way that they shall go, and when they are old, they won't depart. They won't depart, and uh, and we're finding out. You know what? We gave them that foundation, but they have to make that decision themselves to follow Christ. We can't make it for them; they have to make it for themselves. And uh, and all you can do is 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 give that foundation to them, and then uh, uh, hopefully when they get older, they will uh, you know they'll remember the things that they were taught about the Bible about Jesus. And and, and uh, you know when they start having kids or whatever, <laughs> and 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 uh, and they will come come back to the Lord, and that's that's our, our hope. The devil really has a stronghold in today's society. I mean, it's uh, they're trying to take God out of everything, and if you uh, sometimes all it takes is to say that you're a Christian for the world to start condemning you and calling you all kind of things, saying you're a bigot and everything else they can think of, and and. Mm-hmm. And then there's even a lot of teachers, especially in college, that are going out of their way to get people to to get young people to not believe in God. Oh yeah, I, I believe we live in a, a a post-Christian society. I would classify it as now. I remember when I was a kid, you couldn't stores were closed on Sunday, and, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, but there was there was still that religious overtone in our society, and and. Uh, and that's all gone now. Uh, and uh, you know, we homeschooled our kids, uh, trying you know because we realize you know I'm not. And this is nothing against teachers, but uh, you know, there's a whole thing in the schools, the colleges on down uh, that uh, mocks Christianity. Uh, 
that uh, you know uh, you you you're all stardust. You know you came from uh, some uh, some cosmic explosion that happened billions of years ago, and 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 you know that takes away. I know when I was a kid, that's one of the things I learned in school. I was like. I was like, you know, uh, and and there really wasn't any other theory taught. Uh, he said, you know, you came from a monkey. So when I started acting like an animal, what's the big deal? Yep, there, uh, I forget which philosopher it was that said it, but said if there is no God, then all things are permitted. Yep, that's kind of what my mindset was. So do you have a, I know a lot of people do, and mine changes from, week to week and month to month and sometimes day to day but do you have a life first um it would probably be the the one that talks about where your treasure is there will there will be your heart also so store up for yourself treasures in heaven uh, that that's probably my 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 life first um because uh you know uh, there's a saying it says well that person's so heavenly minded they're no earthly good I say, show me a person that's heavenly minded. And you'll see somebody that's worth it's worth their salt because they're storing up for the future. They're 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 planting seeds in this in this to reap a harvest later on. Well, you know, you can, as a mentioned, you see, I don't have a, a real fancy house or anything. And as you might have seen, my car it's a white car with a rear the rear rear hatch is. And bumper is red because got rounded and replaced it. And got around <laughs> painting it. And anyway, obviously, I'm not rich by any ma- uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But but I always think to myself, you know, I am extremely blessed at this point in my life. Um, you know, I might I'm not rich, but you know, I'm, I, well, I'm rich. But I'm not rich in uh, money wise. <laughs> but but I mean. Uh, God has really, God's really blessed me in in life, and 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 when you really look at it and think of all the great things God did for us, when He could have just left us to our own devices and and let us all just go to hell where we deserved, but He didn't. Uh, he knew that we were going to mock Him, and He knew that we were going to fall away from Him, and He knew that we were going to sin, and instead of smiting us like we all deserve he showed compassion and and so much that jesus came and suffered and died for us and he and he didn't do so grudgingly he did so uh happily you know uh there's a another verse i really like is in genesis it talks about abraham it said abraham was very very rich man he had all kinds of cattle and servants and all kinds of stuff but it says he lived in tents because he was looking for a house that was made not by human hands. In other words, Abraham was was looking forward to the day he would be with God in heaven, and that's where his treasure was was at. And, and uh, you know, and, and so and there's people in this world that are trying to keep up with the Joneses, and they think they got to have this, you know, uh, 2.5 cars, 2.5 kids, uh, you know, a uh, uh, huge mansion, all this stuff like this, and and. Uh, and you, you look at Hollywood, and you would think, hey, if there's anybody that should be happy, hey, the people are famous, they've got money uh, coming out their ears, uh, they've got everything they could ever want. But you you watch a lot of these people, and they're they're getting divorced, and 
they're they're admitting themselves to to uh, be rehabilitated from drugs and alcohol and 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 all kinds of stuff because you know God has put this uh, this uh, hole in our heart that only He can fill and we try to fill it. I tried to fill it with drugs. I tried to fill it with alcohol. I tried to fill it with pornography. I tried to fill it with all kinds of stuff. And I still came up empty. And it wasn't until I had a relationship with Jesus that 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 hole in my heart was satisfied. And, and uh, you know, I, I, it's I'm looking forward to that day. I'm, I see him face to face, and I want to hear those words: "Well done, good and faithful servant." You know, there's a lot of, but if by the worldly wisdom is that you have all this stuff and it makes you happy. Uh, if that were the case, you know, rock stars would be about the happiest people. But you know, the suicide rate among rock stars is actually pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Of course, I did hear recently that uh, it's not a band that I actually listen to, but I'm familiar with them. Uh, the lead singer of Corn mm-hmm. just recently, uh, well, maybe a year ago, but fairly recently, he gave his heart to God. And uh, also, a number of years ago, uh, the rock the rock singer Meatloaf also gave his heart to God. Oh, did he? He did. I just watched an interview um, with Ellis uh, Cooper. Oh yeah. He's been walking with the Lord now for he 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 grew up in a religious family. He grew up. His father was a pastor, and his grandfather was an evangelist, and uh, and. Uh, He's been walking with the Lord for I think twenty four years now. It was, it was awesome uh, uh, interview with him. So one of my favorite interviews. If you ever get a chance to watch it, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Flyleaf. The name sounds familiar. Well, the lead singer Lacey Sturm. Uh, if you get a chance to watch her testimony, which is easily fine, you go to YouTube and and not just. You, Paul, but everybody listening to it, I'll recommend you listen. You watch it. Uh, Lacey Sturm, she was um, grew up without a father, and you know she was raised by her grandmother, and uh, she didn't believe in God growing up. And there's this one day she was going to kill herself, and but her grandmother kept telling her to go to church with her, and finally she's like, "Okay, I'm going to go to church with my grandmother," so she leaves me alone, and then I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so she went to church, and few minutes after she walked in the pastor stopped his sermon and he said you know what there's a suicidal spirit in the room right now we're gonna pray for him and she thought okay this is weird <laughs> and then she decided uh, when she got up to leave this uh this older gentleman stopped her at the door and he said he said told her that she had a lot to live for and he wanted to pray with her and she thought, yeah, this is kind of weird, too. Well, she went home, and she got to thinking about it, and, you know, she wound up giving her heart to God. But uh, interesting, uh, she works a lot with the Billy Graham ministry now. Oh, cool. And But uh, interesting thing is that uh, in a later interview, she said that she still keeps in touch with that older gentleman that stopped her at the door. <laughs> she mean. said she looked him up later and became friends with him, and so... But yeah, so and she said at first she suspected that he, that that her grandmother had put him up to it, but he didn't even know her grandmother. So, so you know, God works in God works in mysterious ways. You know, from mm-hmm. from looking at it, we always think that our path should be kind of like a straight line this way. But but the way that 
the way that life works and the, the way that God takes us isn't the way that we would have thought. But when we really realize that, that what God's plan for us is better than any plan that we could have come up with on our own. Amen to that. It's when we deviate from the plan that, that we start <laughs> to go wrong. Yep. Well, thanks for having me on, Gene. Thank you very much for coming. And um, thank you very much for coming. And I'm sure that uh, your story will reach people and help them to um, help them in their walk with Christ. That would be a blessing. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast. Please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family. You are loved.